Hey everyone, first off, I want to commend you for taking the initiative to learn more about the UX UI field. I really do admire people who are eager to learn and take charge of their career and education. I was once in your shoes, I was interested in this field, but didn't know what to expect or what it took to succeed or how to even get there. So I'm making a series of podcasts that will teach you the skills and tools needed to become a UX UI designer. And this is my way of paying it forward because I know there are not that many online resources for this field, unlike programming where there's a bunch out there. So when people ask me what I do for a living, I get three responses. The first one is they've never heard of this before, which I don't blame them if they're not in the tech industry. The second one is they've heard of it, but not exactly sure what it entails. And the third response is they know exactly what it is because they are either one themselves or they're part of the research team or they're a unicorn. So I'm here to tell you what exactly a UX UI designer does. And you may have already heard some of these things that I'm about to tell you, or you may find out that you've just been mistaken about some of the things you thought you knew, and that's totally okay. So let me give you the elevator pitch that I give folks when asked, what's your job? I tell them that I'm a user experience designer who designs products and platforms to be user-friendly, intuitive, and beautiful. And at the end of the day, what separates a UX designer from a graphic designer or a web designer is that the thinking process is different. Not only are you taking into account best website practices, but you're also continually having a dialogue with the users. Design can be very subjective, and as designers, we tend to design what we think looks good and makes sense. And traditionally, this is how websites have been designed. But now that we're seeing a shift as more companies are becoming aware that user experience is very important for their business, and design can't be based on your opinions alone, it has to be tested and approved by those who are actually going to be using it. And that is the key of a UX designer. It's not that we're mind readers or anything, it's that we take into account what users are telling us, what they want, not what we think they want. So, user testing is very, very important. I mean, think about it. If you as a business is going to invest a lot of resources to build out a new feature, it'd be great to know whether that conceptual idea you have is actually worth the risk. And you can minimize a lot of that risk if in the beginning you invest in researching your users. It saves you so much time and money and you get less back and forth. And if you've watched Silicon Valley, you know that in the beginning, Pied Piper was technically ahead of the game. Great new technology, but totally not usable. So that kind of defeated the purpose. So what good is your tech if people don't understand it? But it's also realizing that there's always room for improvement. Times change and you have to adapt, so just because something works today doesn't mean it will always work. And being a UX UI designer is not being shy about iterating and iterating and iterating. So being a UX UI designer is also not just about choosing which font looks good, what colors to use, or how much white space we should have. It's truly about creating easy experiences for people to minimize that yucky emotion called frustration because that reflects badly on your brand. And I hate to use this term because there's negative connotation behind it, but if that's what you do, then there's nothing wrong with it. But I don't want people to think that UX UI designers are pixel pushers. And on Urban Dictionary, one example of a pixel pusher here states, you're just a pixel pusher. You don't have any creative say in the final look or design of the product. We give you the concept art and you labor over it to achieve my artistic ambition and greatness. 
But the beauty of UX UI design is that it's not just about building websites. It can be anything, any industry. All products that users interact with create experiences, right? So whether you are designing a toothbrush, prescription pill bottle, car, whatever, you are improving someone's interaction with an object. And that's why you see many similar job titles that ask for the same thing. UX UI designer, interaction designer, experience designer, UX strategist, UX architect, the list goes on. So next, I'll talk about the history of this field, and although history isn't my favorite subject, I think it's important to ground ourselves and understand how this field started and how far we've come along. So Don Norman, I will let you speak, but first I just want to say that although he coined the term, user experience has been around since the dawn of mankind. It's human nature to observe our environment and think, how can this be improved? Is there something I can build to help me? How would I do this differently? And as a human race, we've always strived to improve our own circumstances and to build a better world for the generations after us, because ain't nobody got time for time. But on a more serious note, there's a series of milestones I want to point out. So in circa 1430, Leonardo da Vinci designed conveyor belts to transport food items to the preparers. Early 1900s, Henry Ford and Frederick Winslow Taylor pioneered mass production techniques which shaped interactions between laborers and their tools. In 1948, Toyota took it a step further than Ford by creating more efficiencies in production and when away than chicken dinner, they sought employees' input. Feedback is crucial to any business, which explains why Toyota makes better cars than Ford. <clears throat> Man, I'm catching a cold over here. Um, so, continuing. In 1955, Henry Dreyfus wrote Designing for People and really highlighted the concept of delight. In 1966, Disney. Happiest place, no? Well, Walt Disney said himself that Disney World is always in a state of becoming, a place where the latest technology can be used to improve the lives of people. 1970s, Xerox famous research arm, Park, built graphical user interface, and the mouse. 1995, Don Norman joined Apple to help with the research and design of its upcoming line of human-centered products, and he becomes the quote-unquote first user experience professional. 2007, really great year, iPhone, revolutionary product. You know, people give Apple so much crap, but you gotta admit, they deserve your respect at least. Set aside your feelings of, oh, they're a cult who's good at marketing to people how superior their products are and overcharging people for last year's technology. Okay, set that aside. Apple was the first big tech company to actually care about putting users first and look at them today making bank you know they were the pioneer in this space and now every other tech company is trying to bring them down and i will admit though because a lot of companies are trying to be apple there are more options now for a user-friendly product which is good consumers have options so although apple may not have the best technical specs all around they stand behind a great vision and if you haven't watched simon Sinek's video on how great leaders inspire action you should it shines light on why apple is successful because they started with the why and i'll post the link in the description for you all to check out 
And basically the gist of that video is you don't sell people based on facts alone. You sell them based on emotions. And Apple understood that. So screw all the haters. You have Apple to thank for making this UX field what it is today. And next in the history timeline is the future. We're going to have more user experiences with AR, VR, artificial intelligence, robots, self-driving cars, all of that. I think it's an exciting time to be in this field. Well, that's it for a quick history lesson. I hope you found that interesting. Um, I don't want to make it sound like I'm preaching Apple as the best product out there. So if you have an Android or a PC, that's totally chill with me. But there's a reason why every designer works on a Mac. <coughs> Again, <laughs> have such a horrible cold. <laughs> so now I'm going to shift into talking about why this is an exciting field. So if you're not excited yet by this field, then maybe this isn't the right field for you. But if you are, then this is good news. So as millennials, um, or as a millennial myself, I'm always being told to do what you love, find a job that is your passion, etc., etc. And the fact of the matter is, not everyone's passions will give you a stable income to buy a house, to raise a family in this ever-increasingly expensive society. But lucky for you, UX is very stable and fun. I have no regrets about being in this career at all. I'm very satisfied with what I do and I find it challenging. I find it rewarding and I just love what I do. And according to Glassdoor, and they did a lot of research on this, it's the ninth ranked job in America. Again, I'll post a link um, to that Glassdoor article so you can check out all the ranked jobs in America. And this was the only creative job in the top 10 on this list. So yes, it's actually possible to make money off of being an artist. Um, so you'll have a lot of job stability. It's a growing field. There's a lot of demand for UX UI designers right now and not a lot of supply. Good supply, I should say. So the job market is looking very good. So if that's not enough to convince you, then that's fine. Maybe this isn't for you. But I just wanted to reassure those who are interested and to let you know that you won't regret this. So by now, you're probably interested in taking the next step. But I have one more roadblock for you before you take the leap to invest in this field. So I feel like anyone can learn a technical skill if they put in the time and effort into it, but it's much harder to teach someone the character values, personality, and passion to do a job. So here are the job qualities that um, I feel that you must have if you want to succeed in this career, but more importantly, to enjoy this career, because is that too much to ask for nowadays? <laughs> Um, so the first one is you must have lots of empathy. If you come up from a place of understanding and accepting differences, then you are natural for this position. So throughout this journey of mine, I've come to learn that everyone is different and entitled to their opinions and feelings. So just because a person feels this way about your product doesn't mean they're wrong or whether or not you choose to accommodate their needs is ultimately up to you and your team. But if you're a pessimist or if you hate people, then sorry, this job is not for you. 
The second quality is you need to be comfortable with adapting and not being resistant to changes. So UX designers are never fully satisfied with their designs. Um, there's always room for improvement. So one must understand that trends come and go, the world changes, and so does our users' priorities. So we always seek to improve. It's like an endless chase of perfection. And the third quality um, is I think you have to have a design eye or at least be artistic or consider yourself a creative person. No, you don't have to be a pro at drawing realistic portraits, but you have to consider yourself a creative person at the end of the day. If you're tremendously bothered when things aren't aligned, some may call it OCD, but that's simply another term for having a design eye. Um, so these aren't hard cut qualifications. You shouldn't feel too worried if you don't meet all three of these qualities. I just want to set your expectations and make you well informed. Although there's no formula for anything in life, it does go to say that certain characteristics in people enjoy certain jobs better. Um, an introvert wouldn't enjoy being a salesperson as much as an extrovert. So we all have skills and talents and I feel that it's important to find a career that plays up your strengths. Yeah, it's kind of neat to work on your weaknesses, but we've become so specialized in our society that the idea of being well-rounded just isn't as important anymore. Um, for example, Leonardo DiCaprio, great actor. You think he got to where he was because he focused on improving all of his weaknesses, like racing cars or cooking food? Honestly, I don't know if those are his weaknesses, but the answer is no. He has a talent in acting, and he worked on that strength. So that concludes the first episode of this podcast series. If you have any questions or suggestions, please feel free to contact me at my email address, which is posted in the description. And I hope you continue to tune in um, and look forward to all the other podcasts that I will continually add to this series. Um, but other than that, I hope you enjoy the rest of your day or evening, whatever time it is for you right now. Thank you so much.